Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello, and welcome to On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men, the podcast that explores and explains boy behavior. We're your co-hosts, Jennifer L.W. Fink and Janet Allison. Join us as we discuss some of the most compelling issues facing boys today. Our goal is to equip you with the information and support you need to help today's boys grow into healthy, happy men. Sometimes the simplest questions can lead to fantastic conversations. Uh, At the beginning of the month, a member of the Building Boys community posted in our Facebook group, anyone else have a teenage boy who hates to shower? And as you may expect, that led to a flurry of comments. Turns out she's not the only one with a teenage boy who hates to shower. And as other people shared their experiences, I think there was a collective sense of relief that A, her kid's not the only one, B, there are other parents dealing with this, and C, this problem will probably resolve at some point in the future, one way or the other. Yes, there will be a lot of perhaps peer pressure around that problem resolving. You know, Jen, as a teacher, it was always the spring of fifth grade that it was like, okay, these kids are changing because the room got warm and the bodies got (laughs) a little bit aromatic, shall we say. I never thought about the poor fifth grade teachers. You have a room full of these children. Yes, it is not just an individualized case. But, oh my. You know, the showering piece is is huge and it it does open a whole flood, shall we say, of uh, conversation and comments and. And it can fall on both lines and we'll, both sides, and we'll talk about that today. You know, there's the, the kids who suddenly they can't, they have no olfactory senses. They cannot smell their own stinkiness. So I learned something very interesting about this yesterday. Because in this comment thread, um, another mom put forth, she said, I think something happens to the olfactory senses in boys during their early teens, so they have no concept of their stinkiness. Health writer journalist me was like, hmm, I wonder if that's true. Guess what? There is some scientific evidence that suggests that, yeah, that is part of the case. So I I ran across this study from a university in Denmark, thank you internet, because I didn't even know that this university existed in the world. And they tested dozens of common smells on teenage volunteers, over 400 of them. So basically, they would um, have them blindfolded, have a scent, and ask them to identify it. One in seven teenagers were unable to recognize the smell of sweat. 
And the lead researcher said others seemed unable to recognize the smell of soap. Which <laughs> <laughs> just cracks me up. Or and, smelly socks. Or... Right? <laughs> and their theory is that just like everything else in life, it may take a while for us to build our recognition. Oh, that's what that scent is. And so there may actually be something to this idea that especially young tweens and teens, Mm -hmm. they truly do not know or can't recognize that they stink. I hear a collective sigh of relief from all of our listeners out there. It's not just my kid that does it. It's scientifically proven. But at the same time, doesn't that just lead to some frustration? Because there goes your whole, like, well, if he can't even smell that he stinks, of course he's not going to want to do anything about it. And that's where we as parents and sometimes educators come in. Did you have to have some uncomfortable conversations with some of your students or families? Well, it was a general conversation because of course Mm. we didn't want to call out any particular person, but you know, it's part of the continuum of education that we do at home and at school and what is grooming. And, you know, we start with the teeth brushing and when they're little and teaching them and showing them and doing it for them. And this is just part of that process. And of course the frustration comes from, you know, he's 14. One mom said, what, I need to show him how to shower again. There might be some additional teaching that we do have to do. I too posted this question in my Boys Alive Facebook group and one of the moms suggested that you invest in liquid soap, in colored liquid soap, in red or blue. And the idea is you get that color all over your body, Ah. not just the front. Do you use a washcloth or a loofah or whatever, but to have those conversations and not expect that your 13, 14 year old is actually going to know how to completely cleanse their bodies because their brains are not thinking in that way. And they're very easily distractible. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's true for all kids. And let's face it, pretty much anything at that age is more interesting than taking a shower. Taking a shower is kind of boring. It's right. Just, or yeah. you've got or you've got the kids that'll be in there for a half an hour all or right, an let's hour. Talk, let's talk about that because that is my youngest, my youngest who is 12 and drives me crazy. And I kind of tease him about it all the time. I mean, I recognize in this case, it's probably not going to change in the near future. It is what it is. But I'm like, Sam, my body is bigger than yours. Surface area here. (laughs) There is less of you. So why does it take three times as long for you to wash yourself? Like I can literally be in and out in two minutes. I don't always do it. And that definitely doesn't count leg shaving days. But I know I can do it because, Janet, I have camped at state parks where you have to put your quarter in for the water and it's cold and you damn well better get out of there before that water stops. So I know I can do it in two minutes. 
<laughs> Sam, not so much. I try not to make a big deal of it because he's got older teenage brothers who are all about the showering before they go places that, you know, they have made that shift. So that's one thing I need parents to know. It, it will shift on its own at some point. So Sam knows that Lord help him if he wants to be in the shower when his brothers are in there. He knows he has to shower at the off time. So when he's showering, nobody else needs to be in. And if he mm-hmm. takes forever, whatever. And listen, I don't know exactly what he does in there. I am sure that there is a fair amount of procrastinating by watching videos on his phone before he even gets in the shower. And then, I mean, the water runs a long time. Let's be real. We're talking about preteen and teenage boys who don't have a lot of privacy in their lives. When they're in the shower, maybe they're doing some other things. That's right. And that's fine. The shower, mm. frankly, is a good place for um, those kinds of activities. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, Jen, but I kind of sometimes come up with some of my best ideas in the shower. So you know what? That's true. There's I, that. Also, I should take a picture and, and, and put it on our show notes page. You mentioned the colored soap. So my kids, they don't care so much about the color, but they do care if it's manly guy soap versus regular Mm. soap. So listen, I know that there is no difference in the cleansing power of say an ivory body wash versus Axe body wash or in the suave wash versus the suave for men wash, but it matters to them. So I have decided if this is what it's going to take for you to, to do your thing in the shower, fine. I will buy the guy body wash and the guy shampoo even though it means we have way more bottles than we need in the bathroom. One of my kids, it's my now 17-year-old, for some reason he makes it a point to, he peels off the labels of all the bottles and sticks them on the wall in the shower. Oh my gosh. We have a collection. And he does this at his dad's house too, I've learned. It's like he's trying to wallpaper the back of the shower. Mm. So that's one reason why it takes him longer in the shower. You know, a little mention here about manly body products and feminine, feminine, female, not feminine products, but (laughs) they don't need to. That's another show. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We should actually do that show, Jen. We should. What boys need to know about girls. Anyway, I digress. So, I saw a little clip the other day on, and, and I'm going to check this out at the store, but it's called the pink tax. And oh, yeah. how, do you know this? Yep. Like, you know, take your disposable razors, Gillette, mm-hmm. blue, pink, the pink ones cost more. Yep. Moms out there, beware. Your pink, whatever, costs more than your not pink, blue, black, But at the same blue, time, all of this gendered, trying to get us to buy stuff is making all of us spend more than we need because otherwise we could just have a bottle of shampoo. This is a brilliant marketing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, this desire for the masculine products, it really does become a thing, especially when our boys are reaching that tween stage. If you've had a tween or a teen in the last few years, you have heard of Axe Body Spray. The Old Spice commercials too did a fantastic job marketing to that segment. It's something that doesn't have to be a big deal. Frankly, if your kid is going to use deodorant, if you buy him the Old Spice deodorant, 
buy him the damn Old Spice deodorant so he'll use it. But as a parent, you might also want to think about, and depending on the circumstances, you know, have discussions because sometimes these products are pushing a very specific angle of masculinity and drives me crazy as a woman to see these the Axe body wash in the shower that is basically implying right there on the bottle that if you use Axe, the girls will flock to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But listen, Jen, it doesn't end at tween teen stage. My 92-year-old dad still wants his Axe bath products. And I mean, seriously, he's in a wheelchair. He can barely move his body. But man, he'll say after a shower, I want that Axe spray. And I kind of try to like, you know, dad, I think we're good with just the underarm deodorant. No, I want my Axe spray. And he'll get a hold of it and he will spray it. And I I mean, it is like a cloud around him. I can't even breathe. But he yep. sits up a little taller and puffs out his chest because he's got his axe spray on. And this is the part that I don't understand as a woman. That axe stuff doesn't really smell very good, especially not in the quantities that young boys tend to put it on. And I mean, it sounds like your dad is using quite the cloud of it as well. Yes. But... If it's important to them, all right, fine. You know, and we have our thing too, but I want you to tell the story because this is this is a new one on me that Axe Spray actually, actually has some other uses. Yes. So we were camping this weekend with family and I forget how it came up, but Sam, the 12-year-old again, told me about Axe Bombs. Basically, what... I have seen my kids before in an attempt to annoy each other, kind of chase each other around the house, spraying Axe, which let me tell you, that's impossible to get rid of for a long, long time. But what you do with the Axe Bomb is you get your can of Axe spray. I suppose you could use another brand as well. And then you tape down the, you know, the button that you push down to make it spray, you tape it down and you toss it in somebody's room and close the door. This is a thing among tween boys. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by By Heart. Babies need to eat. And whether you breastfeed or bottle feed, use formula, combine all of the above, you need options. We wanted to let you know about Byheart Baby Formula. Byheart has a patented protein blend that gets the closest to breast milk. It includes two of the most abundant proteins in breast milk, and Byheart actually ran a clinical trial comparing their formula to a leading infant formula and proved that babies on Byheart have softer poops, less spit up, and easier digestion. Byheart is also the only U.S.-made infant formula to use organic, grass-fed whole milk. So if you need baby formula for your baby, consider Byheart. New customers can get 10% off your first order by using code ONBOYS at byheart.com. That's B-Y-H-E-A-R-T dot com slash podcast, and it is 10% off your first order, byheart.com slash podcast. This is a limited time offer and additional terms and conditions may apply. We all know that vitamins can help fill nutritional gaps in our diet. 
But a lot of us don't like to take vitamins because we don't like swallowing pills. How do you feel about that, Janet? There's some days that I look at my vitamins and go, yeah, I should take those. I'll do it later. But I'll tell you what's changed. I have gotten Easy Melt vitamins. I have the D3 and I have the B12s and a multivitamin. And I just pop them in my mouth and they dissolve. And I don't have to think about swallowing a vitamin. Yeah, and you don't necessarily need water either to have on hand to get this big vitamin now. Yeah, no. And they taste good. And they're sugar-free. They melt quickly. The reason they melt is because of plants, not chemicals. Ah, plant-based nutrition. For a limited time only, you can receive a free, free three-month supply of Easy Melt Vitamin D3 with your first purchase. To claim your free D3, visit try.easymelts.com slash onboys. That's try, T-R-Y, dot easy melts, E-Z-M-E-L-T-S, dot com, forward slash, on boys. We should, no. probably should have put a warning before we told that story. <laughs> <laughs> but if there is any age group that is going to figure out how to use a product for a as something that it was not exactly designed to do, it will be tween boys. Mm-hmm. They're very creative. They have a great sense of humor and they love to annoy each other. There you go. Axe bomb. Yeah. So let's get a little, I know we're getting a little off, off track here. So Jen, what can we offer to the parents out there who have the stinky kids? So you alluded to the first thing before, and I hadn't frankly thought of this until we started planning this episode, which is we can't assume that these kids know how to take care of their bodies, especially as their bodies are changing. Yeah, we showed them how to take a bath when they were little, but talking about it again, talking about the fact that as you grow, your body changes, you will sweat in different ways. That sweat has a different odor. Your body starts to grow hair, which hangs on to this sweat and makes it linger. And this is why it's important to keep yourself clean. You have to have those conversations with your kid. With my youngest, I've been really lucky because he watched, he's watched older brothers go through puberty. Mm-hmm. He knows what's happening. It's harder with your first one because you don't even know what that timeline looks like. I do recommend having these conversations almost if you can before you think you need to have them because then you can revisit them. And on the all important issue of deodorant, buy it for your kid before you think they're going to need it. Because it takes kids a really long time, a surprisingly long time, to learn how to use deodorant consistently, like daily basis. They will have deodorant and forget about it a lot. So parents, here's a pro tip that I learned from another parent, and I think it is genius. Keep a stick of deodorant in your vehicle. Oh. So that if you're doing the school run and somebody says, or maybe you notice that they didn't use deodorant, you toss them the stick of deodorant and they can put it on, good to go. Pro tip right there. Now, I will tell you how this led to a funny incident, which I have a picture of somewhere on my blog. I opened my freezer one time and there was a stick of deodorant in my freezer. 
Now, when you live with four boys, there are a lot of things that you find and you're like, huh, there's got to be a story there. <laughs> Wish I knew what that was. I ended up asking. And the, the story was that my uh, second son, who had his own vehicle at that point, he had adopted the keep a stick of deodorant in your vehicle, but it was summer, so it got hot and melty. So he put it in the freezer to firm it up. There you go. There you go. Secondary pro tip right there. Resourceful kiddo you got there, <laughs> Jen. <laughs> so I think your your idea about having it there early is brilliant because mm-hmm. as an eight-year-old, it's like, ooh, this is exciting. It's right. what big boys do. And then it's there. They can use it, get used to it before it's like, you're 13, you must use deodorant now. And they're going, no, I'm good to go. And And you know what? Think about the fact that as adults, most of us do our hygiene in private, right? So your kid may not know that putting on deodorant is a normal part of the routine that you do in the morning. Might not know that. So role modeling never hurts. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just so happens that my kitchen has a little bathroom area right off of it. And I tend to do my hair and makeup there in the morning and I have deodorant there. So, you know, they know and see that that's something that you use and role modeling for moms, for dads can be very helpful when it comes to Mm -hmm. hygiene. And as one mom in my Facebook said, dabbing deodorant on does not work. You need to cake that stuff on adolescent boys. Related not exactly deodorant, but to the sweat thing. One thing almost all moms of teen boys end up running across is how incredibly stinky their clothes can get, especially if you have an athlete in the family. Mm -hmm. And especially if your athlete tends to be like most teen boys and will, you know, keep his gym clothes or his soccer uniform balled up at the bottom of a bag for a few days before he brings it out. Other moms have probably discovered this tip before me, but I now use these little uh, scented pellets that you can, laundry pellets. Like I get the Downies Unstoppable, Downies Unstoppables, and it comes in this bottle and it's over by the laundry soap and, and the dryer sheets. But you throw this stuff in the washing machine with the clothes and it, it scents it. With my guys and their sweaty stuff, and frankly, my own gym clothes, that's the only thing that really gets that stink all the way out of there. And for those of you listening, you know, we do post our uncut version on YouTube because (laughs) we're also video. So this would be a good one to tune on into YouTube and watch the look on Jen's face as she describes some of these... uh, interesting, interesting odors at her house. Yeah. So we're, we've got the shower we got sort the of handle, got the shower, got the underarm. What about the teeth? Teeth are a tough one because at some point you really just have to turn it over and let it be. I mean, I'm not going to drag my 14 year old into the bathroom and brush his teeth for him. And if he chooses not to, his teeth are nasty. I kind of actually at that point hope that there is some peer pressure eventually that will inspire him to brush his teeth and take care of oral hygiene. And certainly as a parent, it is my job to make sure that you know he has a toothbrush and we have toothpaste and I ask him what flavors he likes and all of that, but I can't make him do it. What are your thoughts? I go back always to what are the habits you instilled as young children? 
And that is a habit that hopefully you've worked with and it may drive you crazy when they're three and five, but you are instilling this long-term habit for Mm -hmm. when they are 14 and 16 and they may not brush their teeth as much as you would like them to. And they probably absolutely will not use dental floss, but that is part of the learning process and you know, I, hopefully they can go to the dentist in every six months or so and have their teeth cleaned and let the dentist, let the hygienist mm-hmm. do some educating there that you can't do because he's totally tuned you out. And when he gets interested in kissing, yep, I'm guessing he's going to get real interested in teeth brushing. And that's where all of this stuff this fight to get your boys to handle their personal hygiene, the fight does not last forever because at some point they become interested in romantic relationships. And whenever that happens and they start wanting to get close to somebody, that's when you have the opposite problem. And you have a boy who is suddenly taking up a lot of time in the bathroom because he's spending all kinds of time on his personal hygiene. Mm -hmm. I I had to laugh. My 17 year old didn't just shower. He showered and gelled and did his hair before we went camping. Was there a girl on the camping trip? Uh, not really. I mean, we were camping with family, so not so much on this one, but that's where he's at in his life. And, And That's not where my 12-year-old is. I have to tell you. So because my 12-year-old has these older teenage brothers, he's well aware of puberty and the stink and all of these factors. And he doesn't shower every day yet. And frankly, he doesn't need to shower every day yet. But he is aware that he doesn't want to be offensive. Mm -hmm. So his question to me sometimes at night is, Mom, smell me. Am I neutral? Neutral is what he's going for. So when I give him a hug at night, he'll ask me, am I neutral? Yeah, Sam, you're neutral. Good job. Neutral, baby. Neutral. (laughs) And I love that that's the goal because he doesn't want to necessarily be, you know, the Axe body spray guy. But at the same time, he doesn't want to be offensive. He just wants, he's aiming for neutral, which I think is a great goal when it comes to personal hygiene. That is a great goal. Neutral, completely neutral. Yep. And then there's also hair. This is really an opportunity to start to let boys, if you haven't already, to determine their look. Yeah, And they're going to try some different things that you might not be so crazy about. But this is a place where he can start to individualize. It may suit you or it may not. You may not like long hair. You may not like short hair. And I think nowadays anything goes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What's your sense of hairstyles? Oh, yeah, pretty much whatever. And it sort of depends on the sub you know, subgroup and subculture that, that your kid is in. Like there is a definite look for male soccer players. I don't know if you knew that. And there's even, there's even words that kids will use to describe those kinds of haircuts or whatever makes sense to your kid on the hair thing. I think it was in your Facebook group that one mom shared this routine that her husband had developed with the boys and haircuts. What was that? She said her husband started this tradition with, with the boys when they were young and they make a day of it. When they go to get haircuts, they go to the bookstore and they go out to lunch or get ice cream. And at first the mom of course was 
thinking this is such a waste of time. Like, let's just go get the haircuts, get it done. But now as the kids are getting older, she really sees that benefit of having this habit established and that that is a time when they go do their guy thing and she's totally out of the picture and they can, you know, talk about whatever they talk about and that there's this connection to hygiene and self-care also connected to dad and to Mm -hmm. fun. And it's not just mom saying, you know, brush your hair, brush your teeth. I love that one. And it reminded me, I'd forgotten this almost, uh, sort of the opposite of that, but related is how my family ended up doing this. So we have these four boys and it's not cheap to take kids to get their hair cut. I mean, even if you're paying 10 bucks a haircut, which is pretty cheap, you know, four kids, it's 40 bucks. You're easily over, you know, you're over 50. And my guys have, have always had short hair. So, you know, it needs to be cut relatively frequently. So um, my then husband is like, I can do that. So he got himself a clippers and you know what, over the years, he's gotten pretty good at giving the boys haircuts. Mm. And frankly, when they were little, you know, they didn't care, whatever, dad can cut my hair. But the bribe to get the boys to buy into this was a, they got donuts and B, whatever money dad would have spent on the haircut. If they let dad cut their hair, he gave them that money. And then they could decide what to do with it. And so now that some of our guys are older and, you know, they're a little more particular about their hair. They want something a little more than the dad's special. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they uh, use their own money and uh, make their own appointment. I mean, they need brides yet because we live in the middle of nowhere, but go to cost cutters or somewhere and they get their foofs done in their hair Mm -hmm. and they take responsibility for it now. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway of this little part that we're talking about is turning it over to dad. Mm -hmm. You know, as moms, we are so engaged and we're just getting the jobs done and check that off the list. And this is really an area where you can step away and turn it over to the men that are Mm -hmm. in your boy's life. It is going to be so much more impactful to have dad uncle, grandfather, teacher say to a 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy, hey, you know, what what brand of deodorant are you using, bud? It's not quite doing the trick. How about this one? It just puts that hygiene piece on a different level than if it's always mom harping Mm -hmm. at your son to do, do it this way. No, do it that way. Absolutely. And the other thing related, whether it's mom or dad, you know, both of you talking about this, don't turn this into a battlefield. You said it before. It does not matter really what his hair looks like. And it may look greasy and stringy to you or unkempt. It is a temporary thing in the grand scheme of things. It's not a big deal. This problem will eventually resolve itself. At some point, he will care more about his his hygiene. So if you turn this into a fight, whether it's, I need you to get in the shower right now or do this with your hair. Remember teens and tweens, they are in the process of separating from their parents emotionally. That's what they're supposed to do. So if you turn it into a battle, you have just almost guaranteed that your kid is not going to do what you want him to do. 
So while we were preparing for this podcast, I was doing a little bit of internet research to see what other people have said. And I just cracked up because I found this article that had an actual quote from an actual doctor who said that he finds boys more prone to bad hygiene habits. Quote, some guys just don't care. And it cracked me up because as a parent of boys, that seems to be the most obvious statement in the world. But what I want parents to take away from this is that that can be completely normal. If your guy isn't crazy about showers, he's not the only one. He's not even the only one in his cohort of friends right now. So keep working through this with your kids. I was going to say to take a deep breath, but don't do that if your <laughs> teen boy has not been showering lately. Vent your frustrations to other parents of boys and continue to love your son for the wonderful person that he is. And strive for neutral. Strive for neutral. There you go. Thanks, Jen. Always fun, Janet. Thanks for joining On Boys, real talk about parenting, teaching, and reaching tomorrow's men. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.